welcome to the Modern Sacred Feminine Podcast, a podcast where you get to explore what a modern sacred feminine looks like for you. Here we will dig deep into all things embodiment, spirituality, archetypes, sexuality and tantra, feminine energy and frequencies, sound healing, raising your vibration and so much more. Through deep conversations, interviews with beautiful spiritual souls, guided meditations, inspirational audios and a whole lot of play along the way. I believe in living a life in flow, in alignment with your true purpose and soul calling, guided by your heart and intuition, living with ease, flow and grace within sisterhood and sacred unions, this is available to all of us. So thank you so much for joining me each week. Please take this time to sit back, relax, sip on a cacao or a coffee, and let's have fun in your journey of feminine exploration. Hello and welcome to Feminine Wisdom Podcasts. It has been a hot minute since the last podcast episode. I do apologize, life has got in the way. But today's episode is super exciting. Today I am inviting you to sit back and listen and do some inner investigation about your self-sabotaging behaviors. So more specifically, we're going to be talking about different saboteurs that are commonly witnessed in women so affecting their ability to manifest their dreams to commit to their goals find their joy and create beautiful relationships so it's such an important conversation to have as this affects all of us and i'm not exaggerating here we all have moments of self-sabotaging we all have one or a combo of the saboteur archetypes that i'm going to go through for you The beauty of this though is witnessing these behaviors, these saboteur archetypes and and seeing what they are, not wiping them out because I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, it is not possible to wipe them out of your brain completely. But if you get to know your inner saboteur, if you understand where she's coming from, why is she here to protect you and then be able to say thanks and let her go, your life will blossom. Another addition to this conversation is your demi-goddess archetypes. So your demi-goddess is like a heroine. So the hero for men, for the masculine, heroine for the, for the feminine. She's who we call on when you're feeling those low vibes and old patterns of sabotage coming in. It's a really exciting conversation to have. So let's get stuck in, shall we? So firstly, I think it's important to talk about self-sabotage. So what it is and how do you know you are doing this to yourself? So I just want to ask you a question. Have you set yourself a goal in the past, got super close to achieving it, only to let something, someone, a situation or fear get in the way and you didn't quite get to that goal. Chances are you sabotaged it. Many people hold fear of succeeding, not fear of failing. 
So if you got close, but not quite there, you held yourself back, which is a form of self-sabotaging. Another question for you. In romantic relationships, do you find yourself in one of either of these two scenarios? You meet a man who you feel a beautiful connection with. He treats you right. You feel great with him. So then you look for things to go wrong or things that could be wrong about him. You're looking for the so-called red flags or worse yet, and this is so, so common, you create reasons for yourself to doubt him. So this happens more so, I see this in, in women that have been in toxic relationships or they grow up in families that did not know how to show love. So to protect themselves, they start to sabotage and they start to create stories within their mind of things that are uh, going to happen. So you're predicting a future that is not even existing in a way to protect yourself. So the other scenario is you only meet men who are emotionally unavailable or girls own this, the bad boy. <laughs> this way it will fail and then you can validate your limited beliefs and therefore living in the state of self-sabotage when it comes to finding the perfect partner for yourself. See, the other thing that we do within our brains is we will look for the problem instead of being in the present moment. And the reason why we look for the problem, which is linked to our limited beliefs, is so that we have the validation for these limited beliefs. It's, it's kind of a victim mode mentality to have, but it's so that you can go, see, this happened. I told you it was going to happen. See, the, he did this. Oh, I knew there was going to be a red flag. It's, it's just a, a loop that we get stuck on. And it's not anything to hate on yourself about. It's just a loop. Um, and it, it's, it's within the awareness and then the realignment that we can, we can make the changes that we need. So remember, in your awareness, we have our growth. It is observing and accepting and learning of any of these situations that allow you to evolve in this world. And it's not just around relationships. So self-sabotage is simply a protective mechanism. It is your armor. It's your shield. It's your putting on your warrioress shield and protecting yourself, baby. So to understand why we do this, I'll go into a little bit of the, the sciencey side of it. So when we're in our first seven to nine years of life, we're living in a state of observation and taking in all the information that is in front of us. So in your early years, you access the part of the brain that is predominantly in the EEG frequency called theta. It is more of the subconscious imaginary mind rather than the conscious that us adults operate from mostly. What this means is it's likened to, say, a hypnotic state. So it's very, very receptive mode. It's a sponge and you're downloading behaviors, but not behaviors that come from yourself. These are behaviors that you see around you. It's the environment around you. Um, it's the people and the situations. So what happens is our subconscious mind is like a videotape. It observes and creates programs. 
for example, learning how to walk. It will create this program of how to walk. You learn step by step how to walk, it creates a program and it will leave it in there so you know how to walk without having to consciously think about it. So it's in the subconscious mind. Therefore, the importance of understanding your belief systems and how they come about due to childhood influences is pivotal to creating change in your sabotaging patterns. So often we have a belief that is not even our own. This happens so much that we, we create a belief that is not even our truth. It could be that of your fathers, it could be thoughts from your mom or your teachers, and it can even go way, way back in your lineage. It is, um, it is so interesting to watch my clients and my students have those aha moments where they go, holy shit, I've been holding on to this belief forever and it's not even mine, it's my mum's or it was the teacher that set self-doubt in me because I didn't get an A or whatever it is. So the other thing to remember too is your subconscious mind is 100 million times more powerful than that of your conscious mind. Now if you put that into perspective, if you are someone who grew up and had a very traumatic upbringing or one or a one-off event um, in those early years of development, you would have created a belief or a shield armor around you to protect yourself. It is with the understanding of why this armor is there, what triggers it, and then the corresponding behaviors around it that we can then dig in deep and create change and no longer let it control us. Some beliefs are from simple things too. It doesn't always have to be a traumatic event. It could be as simple as, you know, you, you did something considered wrong, um, to your parents and they put you in the naughty corner. We can thank Super Nanny for that one. So um, what, your, what your brain will then develop is, okay, so if I do something wrong, if I mess up, if I'm human and I mess up, I'm gonna get sent to the naughty corner. I'm gonna get banished from my tribe because I did something that was quote unquote wrong. So you may hear or even have said, yourself things like the person this person has an easy life so you'll see people that uh, manifest things quite easily in their life or uh, relative to yourself you might say things like I'm always going upstream in life or my relationships seem difficult the person who seems to have it easy only does because they are emanating a frequency to the universe that is of joy, love, ease and belief that anything is possible. They may have less armour around them due to less moments in their developmental years that were traumatic or that left that imprint in their subconscious mind. This does not mean that they are lucky or that you're less fortunate. So this is a, a common theme that I do here as well and that's out there in the world. You know, I don't know, Becky has it really easily. So life just is so cruisy for her. But for me, I'm always pushing that boulder up hills. It is very common. But the thing is, is even if you do have a lot of protective 
armor going on from things that happened in your early years, you can take that armor down and then you can have the cruisy life. It is abundance and a life of ease and grace is for everybody. So if you're up to that and want to understand how you can achieve this for yourself, let's get stuck in to the archetypes. So what I love about archetypal work is that it is a fun way to understand yourself deeply and have fun playing with these energies. So it's the other thing about archetypes is it's not necessarily fixed. You know, you, you'll see um, things such as like human design and astrology, although I love these, they can be quite fixed. And so many people will be like, well, you know, I'm this way because I'm a generator or I'm this way because I'm a Leo or whatever it is. Whereas with the archetype work, it is quite often that you can take on different archetypal forms at different stages in your life. Or you'll resonate more with one or you have a combo of, of archetypes. So that's why I love it so much because it's, it's fluid. It's not fixed. It's not stuck. Uh, so what I'd like to go into is firstly the uh, self-saboteur archetype. So I call these saboteur archetypes and I, what I've discovered in the work that I've been doing over the last 18 years in this field is that there are common themes. So I've discovered a few different archetypes that I've put into their little, I gave them names and put them into their little box. But uh, the important thing to understand is that you may be a combo of them. So for myself, I've been, uh, in my past, I've been a combo of a few of them. Uh, it's more strongly one in particular. And these, these saboteur archetypes, like I said, they don't leave you, but they're kind of like, I don't know, like your, your housemate or your, your friend or you could call it an enemy that, that is always there. And she's there because she's protecting you. She's there because she's, she's doing what she feels is best. So if you go into that fear-based mindset, your saboteur is going to come out. This is why it's really cool to understand your saboteur so that you can say to her, thanks, babe, but I don't need you right now. I'm going to tap into whatever other feminine archetype that I, that I can to be able to get through this situation. So I'm just going to give a brief description of the saboteur archetypes and also a recommendation of the demigoddess archetype that can help to balance out your saboteur. Like I said, it's not fixed. Um, it's just a, just a little introduction to, to get the cogs moving. So first one, the princess. So the princess life and love is about the fantasy stuck in the old paradigm of love that there is only one soulmate for us. When I'm married, I will be complete. I have my dress picked out already. My husband must tick all the boxes. Pressure, pressure on him. 
and I will be alive once I am coupled up. The princess is a dreamer and longs for true love at the expense of absolutely loving herself and at the expense of everything else in her life. It is what she thinks about 24-7. She falls in love with the fantasy of the perfect person right from that very first date. So she'll be at her first date having a wine with this perfect looking man and already in her head she's walking down the aisle. <laughs> she dreams of the picture perfect life. So the princess is stuck in Disney, you know, the fairy tale, the prince, the prince who will scoop her up and make her complete. He will give her a kiss and wake her up. So she's the woman who gets in a relationship and forgets all of who she was prior to the relationship. The thing about the princess is she is really beautiful and full of love and has a big heart. Um, and the other thing about the princess saboteur is that unfortunately our society and, and friends and family kind of give her a lot, a lot of fuel. So for example, if you have been in a relationship for a while, the fantasy of what the paradigm of relationships looks like will play out when you go to say family events. It'll be things like, you know, when are you two getting married? Or you are married, when's the baby? Or when's the next baby? You know, those kind of uh, discussions come up. So that's everybody living in that fantasy world. And we don't have to be part of that if it doesn't suit us. So when the woman who holds the princess saboteur gets to understand this archetype as her learnt protection during childhood, remember this is a learnt behaviour, she can transform this dream of true love and still capture the butterflies of love. I love butterflies, there is nothing wrong with that, but without losing herself in the process. The other side is of this um, saboteur is the, the putting of unrealistic expectations on a partner due to this dreamy world. So if a woman is in her saboteur um, and she she doesn't witness it or heal this inner story, her partner will forever feel that he has to reach this higher bar setting that she has put, this high expectation, and he'll feel it from the very beginning, especially once those the honeymoon stage passes and those butterflies start to stop fluttering around, she will find ways to try to reach out for him to be this prince that she has got in her head. So it's, incre it's incredibly unfair on, on the man as well. So the demigoddess archetype to balance the princess saboteur out is the priestess. So I, I like the... Like the princess, who is very loving and feminine, the priestess holds these traits also. And this is why I think they're a good match to help balance out this saboteur. But the thing with the priestess is she's very soul-based. So she has a soul-based truth to her. She listens to her inner being, not that of a fairy tale. She trusts the divine. She can tune out the noise. So... If someone has the princess saboteur because she's a group of friends that are all 
you know, doing that whole you you marry the your high school sweetheart and you have two kids and two four wheel drives and the picket fence around your house. You know, she's surrounded by those that are in the fairy tale. If she can go into the priestess, she can shut off that noise and connect to her higher self instead. All right, moving on to the next one is the chameleon or shapeshifter. So have you ever ended a relationship and thought to yourself, I've forgotten what I like to do for fun or who the freaking heck am I? You probably fit the chameleon saboteur profile. This saboteur, saboteur molds into the environment of the people around her. So it's not just romantic, it's in friendships and work as well. Or in, in families, she will become what she feels everyone else wants her to be and lose herself in the process and then never get her needs met or even meet her needs herself. Similar to the people pleaser, which we're going to talk about next, she forgets herself and focuses on others. She goes from Saturday yoga with the girls to Saturday morning footy to watch her man. She does this without even thinking until one day something triggers and she feels not only lost, but a sense of resentment towards her partner or her friends or her family, whatever the situa situation is. And it's not their fault. They never asked this of her. She just fell into it because this was her protective armor that she created in childhood. So the chameleon, um, if you like very old school relationships, this is a way to kind of look at it. So think of like the 1940s wife, dressing how she feels her man likes, dinner ready at the same time every night, gives up on her career, um, hangs with his people, his friends, completely molds into his world. And it can, like I said, relate to work-wise as well. So the demigoddess archetype to help balance this saboteur, I recommend, is the queen. So the queen has her own rule book and knows what works. She's conscious of her own actions, connected to herself, aware of her own needs and desires, and she earns her throne. All right, the next one, the people pleaser, so, so common. Now, confession time. I was hugely a, a people pleaser. Um, I became a people pleaser within my family dynamic and then with my children and partners. Uh, it is very common for women to do this. It's, it's the old way of us being in our place, so to speak. So people pleaser, she is so selfless, always putting everyone else first and she is so sweet. So does that sound familiar? So many of us ladies fall into this, this saboteur persona. Selfless is not a good thing. It builds up resentment and lowers your vibration. You know the saying, place the oxygen mask on yourself first, then your children. Well, the people pleaser forgot about that one. She will do for everyone else and let her dreams, desires, needs and boundaries be ignored until one day she snaps. She ignores her inner compass and does not honour her hell yes and her hell no. 
Her life is ruled by what those around her choose to do and she will follow. Again, with all of these saboteurs, it's not that someone is asking this of this person. It is she's she has developed this from her childhood. She's not very good at making decisions and she doubts herself a lot. So the demigoddess archetype I recommend to help the people pleaser is the warrior or the warrior warrior S, if you like. So she is fierce and not a victim. She speaks up as she seeks justice. She's powerful and shines bright for herself and other women. She loves sisterhood. She's all about having the female tribe around her so that they can grow and evolve together. She has a shield to protect from negative energy and she sets her boundaries well and she will respect her boundaries. She is confident in her self-worth beautiful archetype all right the next one the boss or the boss lady so i'm all for women being in their power and owning who they are but the boss takes it to a whole other level she is the career woman strict with her rules and how life looks she has the immaculate home and a perfect appearance she must control every aspect of her life. She will often say things like, I don't need a man in my life. But deep down, she yearns for love. The boss does not like a man opening doors for her or paying for the dinner. She does not like to be led as she is the boss. So what this means is she's very much in her masculine. And although it is great to be the boss of your world, when it comes to relationships, this saboteur archetype is very much in constriction mode and therefore no man can penetrate her. So her world becomes very stuck in routine and at times quite lonely. If we're in a mode where we constrict ourselves and we're more masculine, it is not attractive to a man and you know, dating will be very difficult. Um, if you uh, literally are a boss in your work, being the boss woman and having this saboteur archetype rule you, you'll find that your, in, your staff won't want to come and talk to you. So you can still be the boss and still be in control of your life, but have more of a feminine, soft, expansive energy about you. So that brings us to the demigoddess archetype for the boss which I think the best match for her is the lover. The lover is my demigoddess archetype that I um, resonate with the most. I love the lover. So the lover is feminine energy, inviting expansion and connecting with the universe or with pure love. She's soft, full of joy, calls in abundance in a really soft way. She's more about the feeling than the doing. So she embodies her body. She's, she's all about fluidity and being within her. She's more intuitive based. So instead of being in the mind and overthinking and, and do, do, do and, and very masculine, the lover is in the heart space, follows her intuition. She can hear her intuition. She has that inner knowing, which the boss lady often struggles to to have um 
these two they kind of balance each other out really beautifully and it's something i'll go into in another episode um but that is the boss (laughs) so moving on to the lone wolf so the lone wolf saboteur loves to be on her own she doesn't have a huge circle of friends and doesn't let people get to know her deep down she's very surface level so protecting herself but she's trapped in her loneliness so it's a a double-edged sword going on she's the quiet one of the groups is happy to be told what to do at work will not speak up if someone steps on her boundaries that is if she has boundaries she always has a huge wall around her the lone wolf is the woman those others say i just can't get close to her so you may have had a partner, if this one uh, resonates with you, you may have had a partner in the past that said, I just, I don't feel like I, I can connect with you. So she longs for a life of fun and mystery, but feels safer to read about it rather than live it. So the, the lone wolf has got a lot of fear going on. She's fearful of letting people in, fearful of going out and exper- experiencing life. But she really does long for it so this is um, from trauma or difficult times in her childhood and she's holding her cards very close to her chest so the demigoddess i recommend for this saboteur is the mother so the mother is really nurturing she provides trust which is something that is really needed in this saboteur she embodies nourishment, patience, warmth, love, caring for others and herself. Alright, lucky last is the Slayer. So the Slayer, I will hurt you before you hurt me. The Slayer is a woman who is so protective of herself due to past pain that she will only see destruction in her path. She will display destructive behaviours in all areas of her life and will feel uncomfortable when there is no drama in her life. So if you ever met someone before that you think, oh my God, there's always something stressful going on. That's generally the slayer. So if she meets a nice guy who treats her well, the slayer will find a way to sabotage a relationship because she feels unsafe in that joy. She feels unsafe when she's happy. If she lets her guard down, there's no net underneath her. So this saboteur is a, is a beautiful soul trapped in her darkness. She feels unheard, unseen and abandoned by the world. Like the lone wolf, she has major barriers, but instead of hiding in a book, she is out there for all to see, very loud and proud. She will develop addictive behaviours, will let her seductive behavior come out but quite often can do this in a manipulative way so that she's not causing herself any pain but in the end it really does cause her pain so the demigoddess i recommend for the slayer is the mystic so when embodying the mystic one must allow themselves to surrender to the divine flow of things so with the slayer to let go and surrender will be terrifying but very very beneficial so let go of attachments and the ego trust in herself and others and letting down those walls so those are the saboteur archetypes 
The important thing to note about the saboteur archetypes, as mentioned, is that they've been developed within us as a way to protect you. We don't come into this world thinking, screw up, I'm going to be the boss woman and make, make it difficult for anyone to come close to me. It's all due to our early years of development and like I said, it's our safe space or our known or inner familial safe space that even though it can cause us pain, we know what to expect. Therefore, we avoid one of the biggest scary moments in anybody's life, which is holding on to fear. So it's that familial comfort zone, even though it's not wanted, if that makes sense. So the key is to be aware of your saboteur, understand her, know why she is there, get to know her like a friend or an enemy if you like, and when she pops up, thank her for protecting you. Thank your inner little girl inside for protecting you as well. She's creating that protection. But remind yourself that this is not who you truly are. You do not need to take on these behaviours to protect yourself Protect yourself from a future that has not even occurred yet. That is the crazy about it. Is we're protecting ourselves from a future that we think is going to happen, but you don't know. You don't know if it's going to happen. On the flip side, if you keep putting that energy out there, then you may get what you're asking for and then you have that validation. So it can be a, a, a loop. So you do deserve love. Everyone deserves love, great relationships in all areas of their life. To have your own self-worth and self-acceptance, set your own boundaries and respect them and to come out of your shell as the authentic, authentic, underlined, beautiful woman that you are today. Not the scared little girl that is hiding under a blanket or has taken on mum or dad's belief systems. This work is so powerful. I absolutely love it, as you can tell. I've seen huge moments of enlightenment in clients once they dig deep and do that self-investigation work. It's not all that fun to start with. I mean, it can be. It depends on how you look at it. But once you get over that line, your life changes. It changes so much for the better and, and, and you start calling in things that you you didn't, you weren't even aware were in your in your reach so you're no longer the puppet in this world you're in control and your heart opens wide with love and acceptance living a life that is expanded instead of constricted it is so so yummy and i seriously do wish this for all of you so i hope you enjoyed this episode i will be expanding on this even more and i am creating a program just for this topic because it is juicy and it is so enlightening as I as I mentioned and super exciting for all of us to understand thank you so much sending so much love to you